Hi, Eric here for School Psyched Podcast. If you watched Rachel's recent video doing a test review, you'll note that she mentioned we're going to be doing more of these. So here's my installment. Um, currently, I'm going to be talking about the goal, which is the Goal Oriented Assessment of Life Skills, G-O-A-L. And this is published by um, WPS, Western Psych Services. And uh, I'm just going to be talking a little bit, doing an overview of the test itself. Uh, we're very careful to uh, not compromise test security. We've talked with the publisher as well. So we have permission to uh, share certain information and I'll do my best to give you an overview today of why a school psychologist might want to use this test and a little bit about the test itself. So um, basically it's a standardized norm-based assessment tool that evaluates functional motor skills uh, through activities of daily living. So. Why might a school psychologist use a test that's probably designed um, specifically for OTs and, and maybe even uh, for PTs? Um, I think this test, as you'll see through our discussion, might be applicable if you're a school psychologist, particularly on a developmental team or if you're working with young kids who are transitioning from uh, an early intervention-based program to elementary school, that sort of thing. Uh, also, if you're working with a lot of kids with developmental needs or physical needs, uh, I think this test would be very valuable um, for a school psychologist to either assist with um, or utilize. And also, if you're, you're on a developmental team, um, really understanding uh, all of the other um, areas that contribute to uh, the, the whole child, so the, the physical needs, the emotional needs, the cognitive needs, not just doing an IQ test, um, allows us uh, speech language needs, etc., allows us to uh, support and contribute to a more comprehensive evaluation. Um, not that as school psychs we need to step on other people's toes, but I think it's important for us to be aware of uh, the other assessment tools and uh, other areas uh, of assessment we may be called on to to support as well. So I think it's a, uh, a valuable tool and I think it's valuable for school psychs to be at least aware of or perhaps uh, participating on a developmental team um, using some of the other tools available to us outside of the cognitive assessment. So um, the, the theory behind this test is uh, that it's based on Gene Ayers' theory of sensory integration. So if you don't know much about that theory. I think it's worth looking up. I think it's valuable for us to understand some of the theory behind how the body um, and our sensory processes sort of relate to the environment around us, how they might contribute to learning and emotional regulation. So I think it's, it's uh, worthwhile for us to understand Ayers' theory. Um, some people talk about that uh, the whole idea behind sensory integration disorders are also based around that theory and some people find you know that that those uh, disagree with those disorders I guess um, so I think it's valuable that you as a school psychologist would understand uh, what sensory integration disorder is based on and what some of those theories behind it are and then read the research and figure out for yourself uh, what that looks like and um, make research-based decisions on that so this uh, test itself, I'm just going to go over some, you know, as I mentioned, some basic things in the manual. I'm not going to uh, present the test items, uh, but it's based on seven occupationally based daily activities. 
And it also provides where, where I think a lot of value is, not only is it standardized, but it provides some intervention targets and can be used as a progress monitoring tool as well. So um, very specific goal-oriented treatment, which I guess relates to the title. Um, so it really, it can serve to assist in determining eligibility um, as well as inform planning for intervention services. So um, <clears throat> the protocol itself, uh, if, when you see it, I'm not going to share the, the internals of the protocol, um, but there are specific tasks along one side. It folds out into three or opens up into three uh, folded papers. And what I find valuable too, um, it's color coded. So each task ha has its own color. The tasks are very specifically written out and then you can um, sort of measure along a continuum, along a line on the protocol where the child falls, uh, it's really easy to visually then see as you're providing intervention where the child grows. Um, there's also a fold over uh, page for notes that color coordinates with um, each of the categories or areas of assessment. So I find that um, useful. And then the little coding for each activity is very clear as well. So if it's a specific um, uh, fine motor area, there's a specific code for it. So uh, once you get used to the protocol, it takes a couple of minutes, but it's actually pretty easy to use. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the activities. They're broken up into fine and gross motor. So using utensils, um, eating utensils, opening um, padlocks, those kinds of things, opening notebooks, very specific for kids, especially as you're going from elementary to secondary levels. Um, some activities of cutting, coloring, folding, those kinds of things organizing as well in a three ring binder, which I think is very helpful for kids as they're getting uh, into late elementary and secondary levels. Um, also some gross motor activities. So um, activities of, you know, putting on, uh, in, you know, an oversized t-shirt or, or um, using, you know, zippers, buckles, those kinds of things. So um, getting not only fine motor, but then gross motor as well. Uh, playing with ball, carrying things, uh, and you actually set up a, a little obstacle course where the, the kids have to carry things around and avoid certain um, obstacles. So I, I think it's really valuable in terms of getting uh, to see kids in uh, more school-based or natural activities that they might be doing um, in the hallways, in a classroom, uh, those kinds of things. So um, anyone who is... Uh, the publisher calls us a C-level qualifier. So uh, having a master's degree, occupational therapist, physical therapist, um, specialists in childhood intervention, early intervention, and school psychologists or uh, clinical psychologists can use the assessment. Um, the specific space demands, you're gonna need a room that has a little bit of space so you can get the kids walking around. Uh, obviously, you'll need a table. There is an easel that comes with the kit and all of the items that you need come with your whole test kit. So uh, giving the kids a little bit of space to, to maneuver is also important. For administration, it takes about 40 to 60 minutes, uh, then 15 minutes or so to score. So it's pretty easy in terms of administration. If you're really looking at um, a child holistically, You've got your team, your developmental team doing speech language, OTPT, cognitive. Um, this would be one piece of that kind of an evaluation. Or specifically, if a child's having you know physical um, gross and fine motor issues and someone is just assessing that piece, um, it's, 
I would say in terms of a comprehensive assessment, you know, 45 minutes or so for a particular piece is, is pretty reasonable expectation. Um, the population for the test, it standardized on uh, children ages seven to 17. So the thing that I think about is when kids are transitioning from preschool to elementary school, in certain states, you're required to change their identification if they're developmentally delayed prior to age six in, in some states. In my state, Connecticut, we're required uh, to do that prior to age six. So a test like this, I, I would love to see um, the floor and ceiling sort of uh, expanded a little bit on, on the uh, demographics, perhaps to include people um, age six. I know that developmentally, there's a lot of changes that happen in young children. So uh, the standardization might require uh, a little more work, but I, I think using a tool like this might be beneficial uh, on a younger population um, if the, the norms uh, allowed. So, um, so there's maybe the, the limitation if you're looking to do this with uh, early intervention um, students. So there are um, reliability and validity is included in the manual. Um, you can look that up. I was able to find it very quickly. And then I uh, did a little web search and found uh, some information as well on the reliability and validity. So um, that's important for us as any test users to, uh, to look up and to be aware of knowing our tests, knowing it, our test limitations or knowing specifically what they're used for. Um, so I don't need to go into all of that. Um, but the activities I think are fantastic. And um, because we do have students who struggle with particular fine motor skills, they may be able to do one or two things in particular, but may get stuck with other things. So I really love the, the daily uh, utensil usage, uh, looking at uh, opening and closing locks and the ability to get in and out of a locker, I think is crucial as kids get to secondary uh, levels. Our younger kids, um, finding uh, fine motor skills for um, writing, for artistic uh, work, for anything that you know might be demand in elementary school for fine motor, I think is really important as well. So there's the activities they call the paper box, folding, cutting, gluing, taping, that sort of thing. Um, organizing a notebook, not just being able to open and close it, but uh, how to put things in, how to organize. And then the gross motor activities, um, the clothing, there's an oversized t-shirt and a pair of shorts to see if kids are able to manipulate those kinds of uh, activities. Um, playing with a ball, measuring things with a tape measure, those kinds of activities. So they're all standardized, which I really like because we could um, observe a child doing these things and with some sort of criteria come up with you know, whether they were able to do it well, whether they used two hands to catch, whether they caught with one hand, but actually having a standardized assessment to help us compare those students' needs to a norm sample, I think is uh, really beneficial. And then I absolutely love the, the walking through sort of an obstacle course um, idea, uh, manipulating around furniture, manipulating uh, objects in your hands, because it's really practical uh, when kids are in a classroom or in a hallway, there are safety concerns for certain kids with um, motor skills as well. So I think it's it's really beneficial, each of those activities. Um, and, and as I said, with school psychologists, it's probably something that we would participate on a team 
um, you know, a developmental team. If we're in a clinical setting, some of our clinics do developmental assessments that include uh, people from several different disciplines, OT, PT, speech, that sort of thing. So um, I think it's very beneficial for a psychologist at least to be aware of these kinds of tests, if not um, to be able to administer them if, if you're a, a part of that kind of team. Or if your agency does this assessment and uh, does assessments with uh, more comprehensive uh, areas of need, and you need to be able to uh, assess a student in all areas. So I think it's valuable. Um, I don't remember the price point, um, but you can look that up on the um, website, WPS's website. And, uh, but I, I do recall that it was not too expensive. If I can uh, find the, the website here, I'll see if I, I have it. Um, Uh, I, I don't find the price right offhand, but you can look this up and um, Western Psych uh, Publications and um, the goal is the test. So hopefully you found the review helpful. Let us know if there are things that uh, you would like as listeners to hear us talk about specific tests, but also um, specifically when we're reviewing a test, if there are things that you would like us to do or uh, like to see or hear within the um, constraints of uh, respecting test security and uh, uh, the publisher's um, wishes as well. So anyway, Eric Elias for School Psych Podcast, reviewing the goal. Hope this was helpful.